Hello, everyone. How are y'all doing today? Is that how you open up with your intros? <laughs> yes. That's how you open exactly. up? Exactly. Dude, like, every hello, single... everyone. How are you doing today? It's your average white boy here. <laughs> I'm no. as white as mayonnaise, but uh, I'm here to make your day better. Heck yeah. You have to start everything off as fun and genuine as possible because a lot of people are going through here and they're listening to this in a i know but the way that you uh, say it you definitely convey your skin tone (laughs) straight through the microphone before even yeah it's like hello everybody i can see you walking down like a like a suburban (laughs) neighborhood with a bow tie i don't know how to tie a bow tie oh yeah we talked about we talked about this well, hello everyone. This is your boy Chance coming in on another podcast. I have my lovely friend Mark Summers here today who hey. is going to be helping me get through this lovely hour or so of podcast. Oh damn, it's an hour? He didn't yeah. tell me this. Heck yeah. He didn't tell me it was Heck an hour. Yeah. All right, fine. It's going to be an hour. Yes, sir. Great. It's going to be a lovely hour of oh, just man. sheer Longly, Longest hour of my life. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Coach. This could be fun. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Wanted to get this uh, into recording because Mark mm-hmm. has been a person that has influenced me to Have I? do a lot of things. Oh, no. One being illicit? podcasting. Okay. All for right. one. We're in. <laughs> illicit things. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. No. Don't don't no. say that on, on. Oh, no. No. We, Getting me we, in trouble. We, so I met uh, Mark at a uh, – he hosted a party at his house maybe about – was it a year and a half ago? Two years ago? No, it was he about a year and a half ago? Oh, you met me at a at a country club pool. Well, no, 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 not not necessarily the meeting, but he hosted. The, oh, you mean like a full introduction? The full introduction was at roughly about a year and a half or so, right? I'd say, yeah. And so it was it was a lovely black tie event in which yeah, it's my black tie Christmas party. It's I call it the frosted cocktail. It's a it's a little black tie Christmas party that I throw together every two years on the year of the olympics and yeah it's just uh, i invite people that are upwardly mobile if you're a smart person or you aim to be smart you just aim to better your life in general you don't even have to be smart you just have to be like a good person and want to better yourself and like communicating with others then yeah drop by the party but it's invitation only so (laughs) he's like like, just drop by yeah don't don't (laughs) don't don't actually just drop by um, he's like, hey, you don't know me, but uh, yeah, this each, is what's happening. each and every single one of the invitations I, I hand I hand wrapped and then hand sealed and hand delivered. Yeah, he did it with uh, like an old school wax. Yeah, and, always uh, stamp. Which you got it. Super cool. You got to You have to. You got to go the little extra mile. I got criticized for being everyone says extra. I'm so extra. Yeah, you're extra. But at the same time, it's like it's memorable. Like I would remember that. I'd be like, OK, he stamped that with wax. Well, yeah, but it's like, well, what's the point if you're not I just, you know, if you're not a memorable human being like I don't want to be average. Like, yeah. Heck no. Like, <laughs> I feel that we are looking at my baby picture like half a like not even five minutes ago, and that kid doesn't look average. He looks scowling. So he he he. Uh, before we started the podcast, he we they were going through the garage, just and, cleaning some stuff uh, out, cleaning some stuff out of the garage, so he can put his car in there and start fixing it. And he got this picture of him. Were you in elementary school? Uh, I was like, I was like in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. like pre K, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is you can definitely identify me because I'm the kid in the upper left corner with the with the scowl of death. He's just like, like, I hate all of these people. Yeah, I hate everyone here. here. I hate that kid in particular. 
God, how old was must I have been? I must have been like five? two. No, like for three. Three. Four. Four. Okay, Dude, four I'm, years old. I pissed off. This is why I can have nice things. I don't even remember what how old I, you're supposed I, to be in kindergarten. I let can't remember. I was when I was in kindergarten. I couldn't even remember. Like I mean, the <laughs> thing is, it's like as you get older, it's all that your youth gets foggy. Yeah, you know, it's like you remember certain mo- moments, but you can't really remember what age you yeah. were because you didn't matter as a mm-hmm. kid. You know, like now I can say, oh, for my 21st birthday, I did this. For my 18th birthday, I did that. But it's like, you know, when you're six, you don't really think about, oh, I'm six years old, another step closer to death. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go and play with the hamster. You get dirty outside while it's raining. I was a rebellious. Really? Did you not get dirty? No, I was incredibly, I got dirty all the time, but I was like incredibly rebellious. Like at probably like seven years old or eight years old, I was playing with kerosene. (laughs) (laughs) Playing with kerosene? Yeah, as a kid, it was wild. When you're homeschooled, there's kind of like your mom's working, your dad's working, and you kind of have, it's just you. You're like, what is this sharp knife that I have right here? I don't know about, no, I was smart enough because like once you (laughs) cut yourself the first time, you're kind of like, you grow wise Mm -hmm. to how sharp things are. Mm -hmm. But I did screw around with an electric fence as a kid. That was like (laughs) how I got my jollies (laughs) as a kid. You were just like, ah! Yeah, yeah, no, it, this you, is fun. The, you know that 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 um, you know that show Jimmy Neutron. There's a moment where Sheen, the dumb kid, uh-huh. basically touches the electric door handle like five times. Yeah, that was me as a kid. Well, because uh, they had the options of like other door handles, yeah. and the one with the electric one and was, he was the one he wasn't like, supposed to. And he's like, the one "This is cool." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, so I have a, you're, I have you're, a sneaking you're... suspicion that Sheen is actually a, a super genius. He's like an idiot savant. And that, and Jimmy is the Jimmy's actually the stupid one. No, <laughs> it's, it's all, all it's all in, his, been a, it's it's all all in his head. It's, he's a dreaming. He's actually in the sandbox drooling, <sighs> drooling. He, he dreams he's a genius. He's not. No. Well, okay. Here, here's the thing. I know that you are an aspiring entrepreneur. Okay. You are aspiring. Oh, hell shoot. yeah, bro. You're right. going, you're moving. You, you. I would just say I'm a guy who like wants to make money and do good things for the world. I, well, actually, entrepreneur, the definition of entrepreneur is like... Uh, is exactly that. Yeah, is exactly what you're saying. Yeah, so, what you're okay. Saying. What made you want to do that? Like, what made you I mean, want to con- get to that point of... Yeah, what I was trying to say, though, is there's like a connotation now. Yeah. When someone says like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, it's like, oh, no. You know, he's one of those kids. Yeah, it's he's one like, of those fake guys that try and makes himself feel yeah. better than they actually are. It's not even that so much that they try and make themselves feel better than they actually are. It's more along the lines that they're, it's like a wannabe entrepreneur, but Mm -hmm. they don't go out and actually do it. Like they're not willing to go and put the sweat in and then build something and then manage it. Like my expertise comes in, in micromanagement Mm -hmm. and meticulous detail oriented. If you're going to be crazy, the only thing you should be crazy is crazy meticulous Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to being an entrepreneur. So I would say that, but some of, you know, they're like, ah, oh, check out my friggin' fire album, my EP, it's coming out. I'm an entrepreneur, young my and up EP's and coming. taking 10 years to cop. It's like, you know. I'm an entrepreneur. What do you, and he sells drugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a valid business I mean, strategy. It, that's uh, Gary V was talking about that specifically. Uh, he had a guy who was selling weed uh, throughout his high school and he says, you know, you are, a young entrepreneur you were trying to get to a point yeah where, like where you don't have to do that you know that you don't have to do exactly that, which it's respect 
it's respectable. It's also risky. It's very risky. And I mean, I would say that those individuals incur because they're in that socioeconomic bracket, they're mm-hmm. incurring the most risk and it's the, you know, they have the most to lose for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah, that's very difficult. I can't say I've ever, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. I mean, I did grow up in El Paso. Mm-hmm. I get, so I mean, I was poor, but I was poor and I wasn't in that neighborhood. Yeah. Or, you know, we lived and, and had to deal with freaking horses and mucking horse shit all day. Yeah. So I had a different kind of heart, you know. So w- would you say that's what made you want to be successful in business? And no. that's what made you like want to go to that point? Hell no. <laughs> like that you don't want to. I didn't have like enough that. money. That's that's what it was, is I didn't have enough money to do the things that I wanted to do and, and have fun the way that I wanted to have mm-hmm. fun. And and, you know, help the people I wanted to help. So that's why I turned to business. But, now, you know, and you got to be smart about it, too, because there's a lot of individuals that say, oh, I'm going to get into business. And then they go and they shoot. They like they shoot for a degree. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that everything that they learned in that degree is actually kind of you learn it on the fly already. Mm-hmm. Like you can learn so much from watching YouTube or reading, you know, business books, literally just l- reading. um case studies on different businesses and how they're managed can teach you so much. And then definitely getting in with a mentor. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to lie. It is the biggest thing because you don't know everything. And that person had to be taught by someone. So, you know, sure you could go and pay $90,000 to go and get a business degree, or you could go and get a degree in something that is a nice backup plan, something that gives you a solid career Mm -hmm. and pursue business. Um, on the side, um, that's your side hustle is your, you know, and then you have your, your career be your backup. So if all fails, then I just become a psychologist. Yeah. So you're, you're pursuing your doctorate in psychology, correct? Not necessarily. So, so with my path, um, things are a little different for me. I got a psychology degree so that I could get a master's in psychology or mm-hmm. go and do pre-medicine and do uh, medicine like, you know, surgery or or psychiatry or all that sort of good stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a medical degree as in like a medical bachelor's science oriented in order to get into medical school. What you have to do is you have to have the uh, pre-med requisites, which mean that all you have to do is basically do biology, do chemistry, do physics, do mathematics, have mm-hmm. the ability to do that, and then you're good to go, even if you're an English major. So for me, I was like, okay, well, what's something that really, really interests me, really interests me, and something that's kind of integral to the world mm-hmm. as we live? Psychology. Human beings, understanding how human beings operate, understanding why they operate, understanding when and why they operate, You know, understanding the... <clears throat> the different facets of human perception and how it can be manipulated or changed or influenced, um, how people can manipulate others and how people get manipulated, how people can be influenced. I mean, advertisers, back when advertising was like coming out, like, I mean, mm-hmm. full blown advertising, you're talking like 1950s and then all of a sudden 1970s, 80s, 90s, and now, now, every, it's so saturated. Mm-hmm. Everyone's advertising. Everyone's, you know, making you try and buy something. Well, it's like nowadays, what what's funny is you have people that are still doing like newspaper ads and people mm-hmm. that are still doing billboards and just things that are along the lines of 
you know, I wouldn't say old world technology, but right. that is definitely what it is compared to, you know, social media marketing and uh, social media advertising, which what we were talking about previously uh -huh. about how, you know, people are on Facebook and they're on Twitter and they're on Instagram and they're getting most of their information from these social media websites. People are mm -hmm. not even watching the news, let alone Fox News, CNN, MSNBC anymore. They're well, getting most of their well, stuff on trending Twitter. Well, it depends on what demographic you're talking about. So each demographic, and this the only reason why I know this is because I was in that industry. Mm -hmm. I was in social media marketing and digital advertising. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out, you know, through trial and error, through the first few, how it was that certain demographics digest their information. Now, 20-year-olds to 30-year-olds, they may not digest the majority of their information through like Facebook or Fox mm -hmm. News. But when you get past like 40 years old, 40-year-olds, they get a lot of their stuff from mainstream media like DirecTV mm -hmm. and Facebook. Yeah. And then the ones that have gotten on Twitter, Twitter is very addicting. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, you can just post whatever you want whenever you want to post it. You, you know, if you have a, a, a stupid... Uh, convoluted idea at two in the morning nothing's stopping you from telling the whole world about it right mm -hmm. like uh i don't know nazis are on the moon or something crazy like that right there's people that believe these things no and you know i don't even know it's fun to think about though when i think about it not the nazis on the moon but you know they're being like a whole super secret conspiracy nazis went to the moon now they're living on like the dark side of the moon or something that's like why that. we can't see it yeah that'd no. be that's a fun little thing it sounds like a Robert Heinlein book. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, it, it's certain demographics. So certain mm -hmm. demographics watch YouTube a lot. Now I watch YouTube all the time. That is Same. literally Same. the thing that I watch all the time. There's, I don't watch direct TV. The only time I ever watch direct TV is when my grandma is like asking me to come and sit down and watch the Hallmark channel where we're watching Christmas stories and, and all the stories are just so oh, unrealistic. They're so sappy, but you know, <laughs> but that's the thing is this like, that's the, that's the thing, yeah. you know, that's what she wants to watch and that's what she does dissolve. You know, that's what she digests. Um, that's not what I digest me. I particularly, and this is the cool thing about YouTube. Mm -hmm. The wonderful thing about YouTube, especially in this day and age is that there are content channels that are news channels that are dedicated to new, like, I'm going to just give one example. I'm not using it as like I watch these guys. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is like um, RT, I think it's called TYT, I think called the Young Turks. Mm -hmm. I know that they have kind of a like a, oh, my God, what's that dude? Freaking Alex Jones <laughs> and his sort of news thing. I think it's called Infowars. You know, some <laughs> there's definitely far right wing and there's mm -hmm. definitely far left wing media. You okay. know what I mean? And. That's what I'm trying to say is that this now everything you can be incredibly these people get voices now. Mm -hmm. So now things become incredibly polarizing. Um, but coming back to what you were talking about in terms of like this is what people digest. Yeah, they digest they digest different forms of media depending on where they are. D people that are 80 years old, they're still reading like newspapers. Yeah. And that's why newspaper companies are now having to like do online and newspapers then and online newspapers and online newsletters and all that sort of stuff. And then they're going to have to publish it through Facebook. Mm -hmm. So you see that a lot of this sort of, um, this, what is it? 
this techno technologification of everything of all mm-hmm. of our our news media um it makes it incredibly read, uh, readable um it makes it ready we can digest it really quickly but yeah it just depends on the demographic so you can't say that we're all like you can say that we're moving away from it because mm-hmm. as generations die off yes we are moving towards this sort of format but you can't say that everyone is you know reading you know, online on Facebook. So, because so only certain you, people, like I don't do Facebook media, yeah. like, like news. I don't watch, like, oh, what's on Facebook today? Did would Trump you, say something stupid? Would <laughs> you say Kim Jong in going to bomb like, us or something? Would you say that the YouTube is something that's going to fade out and then a new kind of source of information is going to come through? It would be, I'd be hard pressed to go and say that YouTube is going to have anything less than a another 50 years, probably. Mm could be more i don't and why know. would you say that the reason being is because what does it do provides what, information yeah well who is it also owned by what is youtube who's owned who, who owns youtube uh does does facebook own it i don't know big g google does yeah oh yeah because they run their that's mm-hmm. what they run you have to have a google account to have a youtube account mm-hmm. Really? Cool. Okay, so then they're going to... They're, they're going to be around for a while. Yeah. The reason why YouTube is, sure. is, is so incredible is because not only does it give individuals that are doing um, jobs that people normally wouldn't see. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes unnoticed. So, um, like, for instance, cobbling. That, that you have, Cobbling, like, like cobbling... Sh- like no, woods? shoes. Shoes, cobbling shoes. Have you heard of a cobbler? Oh, I, I've seen the cobbler with Adam Sandler where he makes the shoes and he's able to cobble oh, yeah. someone's shoes with the with a special little uh Is it like a like a it's a it's a special little sewer that his oh, dad yeah. had and he could turn into that person. Oh that's wild. Yeah, it was it was a, a big old Sounds like an sunk. Adam Sandler yeah. It's is it is it the trim around the shoe? If it's the trim around the shoe, that's know. called the welt. That's well, called well, the he, well, he did that in in the cobbler. It's on Netflix if anybody actually wants to watch it. Mm-hmm. But um, he was a shoemaker, and he was a depressed shoemaker. In which what he would do is he would fix people's shoes, and so he had a the machine that fixed mm-hmm. it. I don't remember what it's called, but his broke, and he had his dad's that was in the uh like the basement of his shoe shop all oh, right and pulled, okay. it out, pulled it out pulled it out used it using it and, and then turns into the people yeah, that he's working like, on their shoes That's like he wild. tried these like really 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 nice shoes that he worked on he's like oh these are nice and he looks in the mirror and he's that person oh damn that's wild so so i'll give you an example so with youtube and why uh-huh. it's going to stay around for a while um there's a guy on youtube i think his name is beto leatherworks mm-hmm he was a cobbler. He, well, he is a cobbler. Mm-hmm. He is a cobbler as, as, as of recording this. He is currently a cobbler. Um, I think it's Beto Leatherworks. Pretty sure. We could look it up. But um, what he did is he cobbled shoes. Mm-hmm. He cobbled shoes. And the thing is, what do you, most people do? Because we live in a consumeristic society. What do we do when our shoes are all busted up? We just go, go buy new shoes. Buy new shoes, right? Mm-hmm. You just buy new shoes. And no one really thinks about a cobbler, mm-hmm. right? Who are the individuals that are going to a cobbler? Somebody who has expensive shoes. Either someone who has the expensive shoes or someone who has old shoes or someone who has shoes that are made out of very, very good quality mm-hmm. and that, you know, they've been worn in. There's nothing wrong with them. They just need to be fixed. Um, individuals that are more mindful of their belongings um older people older mm-hmm. people 
um, individuals that have leather leather shoes. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, my Lucases over there. Lucases is a brand of cowboy boot here in Texas. I really, really, I really like Lucases. They're usually all handmade. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it says handmade on them, but how handmade is it? That's a good question. <laughs> I think they're pretty darn handmade, as far as I can tell. But anyway, um, yeah, he put up a YouTube channel and started just showing how to do it. He didn't even say anything. Yeah. You know? And he just started cobbling and just putting up on YouTube. Well, have you seen those people that make swords on YouTube? They uh, they take people's like requests to make mm-hmm. uh, swords from specific video games or animes. Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. TV yeah. shows. And they make these insanely massive swords. Yeah. But yeah. they have, a, they have a, a, a niche market for that. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, what I'm, what I'm referring to in terms of Beto's shop is that Beto, his business, as far as I can tell, as mm-hmm. well, not necessarily from what I can tell, but as far as I know from what I've gathered, mm-hmm. from what he's divulged in his videos, is that his leather shop wasn't doing so well. He didn't have enough clients. And mm-hmm. now that he's put mm-hmm. his stuff out there on YouTube, now he's getting so many clients, he's like backed up. Mm-hmm. you know because oh i see what you're going yeah about. it's like it's just more exposure it's just so much more exposure it, it's you its literally, own advertising yeah it's, it's its own advertising you're casting a really really wide net mm-hmm. and the thing is i mean you know you don't want to go and send your let's say you pay a thousand dollars for mm-hmm. a pair of shoes like the lucases right and you send them to a beto Okay, Mm -hmm. you already know what he's doing because you've seen it in his videos. You've not only seen it in his videos, you know that you're you're supporting a local craftsman. Mm -hmm. You get to maybe see one of your see your shoes on on the channel. channel, Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of perks that come with it. So I think that YouTube gives people. A pe- like a pedestal to stand mm-hmm. on so that they can be like, hey, you know, look at my craft. There's a guy in uh, Japan. Now, this is kind of going opposite. He doesn't do this for a job, but he's a very talented guy. Mm-hmm. He makes knives out of like anything. Like really? he's made knives out of cardboard. He's made knives. I mean, really sharp knives out of cardboard. He's made knives out of out of milk mm-hmm. he's made yeah you heard me right Wait. he's made knives out of smoke he's made knives out of out of gelatin how do you make a knife out of smoke you light uh, a bunch of candles and then you gather the ash the smoke that cap that's captured like you b- literally put a nonstick pan over and all the soot that gets yeah that's cool and then he scrapes it and then puts it in a in a mold and uses uh like uh leather i think they're like rawhide bones and he boils them down and then uses mixes the smoke with the rawhide and then makes a knife out of it it was really insane it was like really really insane but youtube allows people creators from all over the place with plenty of different like you'll never run out of content on youtube You, there's always someone doing something. There's always a new channel to go and watch. There's always a new video to go and watch. I mean, the amount, if you were to watch every single video on YouTube, it would literally span to like forever, you know? Yeah. That's something like I think, uh, okay, not forever. That's me being stupid. <laughs> there's, um, I think there's a metric out there where it would take like a million years to watch everything that's on YouTube. 
you know, which is uh, stupid Snapchat when you was talking about how uh, when you think you, of how much content is on there, if you looked at how many like if you took all of the don't Snapchats quote me on that, that were, by the way, all I the Snapchats just totally that were literally taken in yeah. an hour, yeah, it would take I think like a year or ten years to take a. All to like watch them all. and watch all of them that were sent within an hour over the whole world. That's insane. Just in a single hour. Yeah, that's a lot. And when you think about this, now you got to think about some of the things that we're coming up to, like uh, data management mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, and data data security. So those are also really important things. So what was the original? What was the original thing that we we're talking about? Like, why do I want to be a, become an entrepreneur? Yeah, like what 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 made you? want to pursue that because i mean I told you i needed money <laughs> for sure but i mean do you have a do you have like there's people watching there's people listening right now that know is like i feel that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you, you, want you want money, money. But at the same time, like, okay. But you can't you, you can't you, be chasing money, though. You never chase money because you never get it. No, you, you sit and you work at your craft and the money will come if you wait long enough. It's, yeah. like, it's like a cat. I don't know. If you chase the cat, the cat's going to run away. You got to sit and have something that the cat wants. Yeah. And then the cat comes over. <laughs> I mean, okay, so in, in a comparison, somebody who is wanting to be a doctor because they enjoy uh, surgery oh, okay. or they, so, they want to become a doctor or a psychi- uh, somebody who does psychiatric work because they want to dive deeper into the mind mm-hmm. or to discover why people do what they do and discover human traits and human um, genes or if just they have a purpose for what they want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. the money, you look at Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange was driving around in a super crazy car and was performing. Yeah. It, it obviously, obviously, I mean, it's that's a superhero. Kinda, I know. That's kind of, that's kind of painting doctors to be these kind of rich pricks. Yeah. And, and okay, to the, to the doctor's defense, you have to spend a lot of time studying medicine and then practicing medicine in order to become good. And you also have to be wildly smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, I have met some dumb people in medicine, which is surprising. I was like, how the heck did you guys get through? But they do. I mean, you know, they're like everyone else. But I mean, the rock stars of of the medical world, sometimes mm-hmm. some people like identify like neurosurgeons and heart surgeons yeah. and, and surgeons in general because they do complicated tasks. But no one really identifies the radiologist or the urologist or the proctologist or the gynecologist or, you know, a pediatric doc. They don't, they don't really, they don't identify those guys. They do it to the surgery doctors and the pediatric doctors. They make the most money. Yeah. Because surgery is an expensive process. So, um, the thing is to the doctor's credit, if he's a surgeon or if, I mean, I guess in a small way, you can be kind of smug about it. You mm-hmm. can be kind of smug like, yeah, okay, I'm smart and I've worked really hard. But you can be proud of that without being smug like being yeah. an a-hole, you know? And a lot of doctors don't drive super nice cars. They just drive a normal car like a Toyota or a Prius. A mm-hmm. lot of them actually drive. I've seen them drive a lot of Priuses. But, you know, then you have the other ones like where you have some dentists who drive like a Maserati or a freaking <laughs> Porsche, you know, but... To their credit, they're getting they're rewarding themselves for all the hard work. Yeah. And as a person who's 
father is a doctor who's worked for 33 years in the military, mm -hmm. whose mother went to med school and who's pursuing a PhD right now, I can attest to the amount of work that they do. It is very, very hard. And when I was a kid, I didn't really understand the amount of work and effort that a doc puts in. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. You're like eight years old. You're like, I'm going to be like you, dad. <laughs> and then, yeah, and he's making that face where he's like, yeah, he's sure, like, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. He's like, sure, whatever. <laughs> and then as you get older, you start seeing that kind of that, that wall approach mm -hmm. you. It's like, Oh boy, this is, it's like, it's like when you see a mountain for the first time, it's like, oh, it's not that big. You see it off in the distance. Right. And then as you get closer to it, it's like, Holy moly, this is a big mountain. Yeah. It's huge. So, so yeah, the reason why I wanted to go and go into entrepreneurial is because I realized that honestly, doctors don't make enough money for me. Even mm. if I made $400,000, in my opinion, that's not enough. It's not so much like I'm doing it for greed. Mm -hmm. That's not why I want to do it. I want to live in a tiny home. All mm -hmm. right. Like I, I don't want to, but I do want to build, uh, I do want to own a lot of land. I want to mm -hmm. own a lot of land, a small house, something, you know, like honestly, a tiny home would yeah. be perfect. Like if I had like 400 acres of land and a tiny home, I'm, I'm happy. Because I can now have my 400 acres with all of my deer and all of that sort of stuff. I can protect my little 400 acres from deforestation and all that sort of stuff. Because it's my 400 acres. No one no one touches it. Yeah. But it's 400 acres. You know, that's not, that's not a lot. But I'm doing my part. But not only that, but then <clears throat> you have something that you can take your kids to. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. you can pass it down throughout your generations. Like I am a multi-generational person. So... Um, what I want to do is I want to build a legacy for my family mm -hmm. and being a doctor is good, but it's not the best, you know, like when you, when you hear someone like the Waltons, you know who they are, you know, they did Walmart, you know, mm -hmm. when, when you think of Buffett, you know who Buffett is. When you think of Gates, you know who Gates are, mm -hmm. you know, when you think of jobs, you know, I don't even need to say their first name, you know yeah. who they are. They have a legacy. Um, I don't know if the Summers family necessarily has a legacy. Um, I would like to build one. So getting back into it, sorry. The Apparently uh, the recording we had shut off at 30 minutes. So For uh, fun, a little yeah. fun fact. Yeah, a little fun fact. It shuts off at 30 minutes. So here's a break. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, y'all got all that information. Take a quick one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but you have... The Waltons, Jobs, I don't even need to say mm -hmm. their first name, you know who they are. Now, I don't know if my family, the Summers family, is going to be able to do that, but I'm going to definitely try. Yeah. And it's not so much, like I said, it's not so much that I want to do it for greed. There's a lot of people out there, and I've met some. I've met millionaires that are like, man, you, you freaking, you couldn't trust them as far as you could throw them. Yeah. They're like pretty skeevy. But the thing, it, but it's very few. I can say that for sure. The, the, I think there's very few that you can't trust, or very few that you can trust. Uh, that I that I uh, wait. Hold on. That there's very few bad people up at the top. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there are some people that are very manipulative and they're very wise, but um, I wouldn't say they're just outright dirty. Would you Would you say that that's the reason why they have a? Um, I think kind of a notoriety for it is because when somebody like that that has it's a bad money, apple. It's just a it, bad it, apple yeah. Thing. But when 
you have a, a whole group of apples, you have like 10 apples. And when you see one to two of them that look really gross, you're like, ah, oh, then that means all of the apples are bad. Or you kind of start to generalize. Or yeah. You start yeah. To well, do something like, like we'll that. look at it like this. How many, how many individuals in the United States make less than a hundred thousand dollars? Probably a lot. Yeah. So okay. the national average is probably around 50 K for a combined household. Okay. So, well, there you go. So there's a, it's a lot, it's a very small group up at the top. It's yeah. a very small group when you're thinking like millions. It's a very small group when you're thinking hundreds of thousands. So at that time, when you're, when you're looking at that, then the people that are getting caught for doing bad things, exactly. there's a lot less of them. Yes. So they're starting to look at it and then people yeah. are starting to generalize. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just the same thing that happens with the police officers. One, one, you know, cop does something bad yeah. and all of a sudden the rest of the cops look bad. I mean, I have cops that are friends and I've hung out with them personally. Honestly, they're like, great people. And they're just people. This yeah. is the thing is like, I had people that go and talk to me and say that the government is like a big conspiracy thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna yeah. Talk about this. yeah, we did talk about this. Uh, I'm pointing at you. He, he He's making fun of me because I, I'm a conspiracy theorist and I, I there's nothing wrong with that. there's nothing wrong with entertaining <laughs> there's nothing wrong with entertaining an idea all right there's nothing wrong with entertaining an idea that's totally fun however <laughs> however it is the mark of an intelligent person that they can entertain an idea without accepting it so what I was trying to say to him was that I've met people in the government and my father's worked in the government for 33 years. One of the things, because I brought up the same thing mm -hmm. to him, I was like, dad, all conspiracy government against, you know, us. And I, and I basically said that to him and he looked at me like I had, like he, it was one of those things where he was like, damn it. I'm so disappointed because I thought you were smarter than that. Ooh, so low. no, it's fine. It's totally fine with, uh, but what he said was, I've been working in the government for 33 years as a, in the military. And one of the things you have to understand is the government is made of people. It's not like there's one big conglomeration mm -hmm. against you. Most of the people that have never been in government or have never contributed state, you know, like federally or, mm -hmm. or by the state think that. Um, but it's just people. You know, it's Doris who gets in at five o'clock in the morning and she goes to Dunkin' Donuts and makes sure that her she gets a nice coffee. It's it's uh, John who comes in and he's got two dogs. He doesn't have kids. And then, you know, there's Becky who uh, she's a recovering alcoholic. And there's, you know, Jim or, or Jeff or whomever is there. And they have the three point, you know, two kids or 2.3 kids or whatever the... I think it's 2.3, right? Is there two point? How can you have a point third of a kid? Because it's an average. It's average over oh, the okay. entire United States. So would you call a dog like a point five kid? <laughs> I mean, I think some you people, could consider. Yeah, you could consider like a you dog can, as like a. Can you consider? Can you do that? Can you consider think, a, a dog as part child? I think you can because some people just don't even want kids. You can't and they're claim like, I it. have a dog and a cat. Yeah, but you can't claim it on taxes. You can't do like a dependency on it. No, you can't do it like taxes. It's like, like uh, guys, I'm sorry, I can't pay partial on my tax because I have a dog. No, no, no. Yeah, there's no exemption there. It's like I have 25 children. Are they all furry? Yeah, they're all f they're felines. They're all felines. They're all, all of cats. them are blind and deaf. Oh my god! <laughs> they all fight each I other in the middle. I have 25 of the house. blind deaf cats. All right, so <laughs> it's like Helen Keller, like times 25. They all have. They all create their own forms of braille in cat form. I don't even want to think of that. That'd be wild. <laughs> That's insane. That's a drug trip right there. Okay. That's fun. So, so continuing, you know, with, with that whole thing, um, 
most of the individuals, they they get this notion that the world is against them. And mm-hmm. the reason why that is, is a lot of times because from a psychologist's perspective, um, a lot of times they can't come to terms with the fact that it's their fault. Yeah. They can't take responsibility. You know, when the the lion eats the gazelle, mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily the gazelle. Well, I guess it is the gazelle's fault. You didn't run fast enough, kid. Mm-hmm. You got your ass ate. It sucks. Better luck next time. Reincarnation. There you go. Eric but, Thomas talks about how mm-hmm. uh, every morning in Africa that a gazelle and a lion wakes up. And the morning mm-hmm. the gazelle realizes that it's going to have to either outrun a lion mm-hmm. or it's going to die. Right. And the lion wakes up and thinks, I'm going to, I have to outrun a gazelle, the gazelle, or I'm going to die. Exactly. You it's know? the same thing. I mean, you, exactly. You, you summed it up perfectly. So when, when you have individuals that are in the population that basically say, oh, well, the government is awful yeah. or the rich people are taking, and granted, the rich do have a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of money. I mean, you're talking about the top one one percent owns, I think what? 90 or 80 percent of the wealth of like the you said top one percent the top one of one percent oh one like, of one percent yeah, you're talking about the very very Ooh. very top they own so much money it's ridiculous yeah and they have nothing they don't know even what to do with it well i mean they're probably but yet again at the end of the day it's just an individual who is securing you know at the end of the day it's them securing their family yeah and their genetic likelihood that they'll carry on, and that's that's what I like about what and they, Bill and Gates they, is and doing they exploited the system, his money, yeah, and how he's using it as a way with the Gates Foundation, right. and he's teaching people about books and he's teaching people about how to manage money. Kevin Hart right now, Kevin Hart has um, I don't know if it's I think it's the Hart Foundation or something along those lines, and he's <laughs> he's going to inner city schools and he's teaching. Um, young black kids on how to manage the money, Mm. how to look at stocks, how to um, teach people how to use credit cards because a lot of people don't understand um, how to use a credit card and the repercussions of using a credit card if you don't do it um, intelligently and if you just do it ignorantly. Right. I mean, mean, Jennifer Lawrence, for instance, to add to that, she she has a cardiac unit that she supports in really? her hometown. Yeah. A cardiac unit for that does cardiac surgery for mm-hmm. children, I think in her hometown. I think, I don't know if it's just for children, but I think it might be mm-hmm. just a general cardiac unit. Yeah. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. And that's, see, that's just one of the things that I want to add to is I want to add a little bit of charity. I want to do my, my two cents or have my little, you know, my contribution to, to society. Yeah. And you can start by just being a nice person. You start there. Start by being a good person, and then from there, you know, just do what you can and work hard. But see, there's another thing. Another, a lot of people that are like entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. Let's put some air, air quotes around yeah. that. Throw some italics there, <laughs> you know, entrepreneurs. Um, those actually parentheses would be grammatically correct to do to do uh, emphasis, but. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm worried now. He's like, wait a second. Wait but a anyway, second. anyway, anyway. High school English coming back to Yeah. Me. So anyway, these entrepreneurs, they'll come up and they'll be like, oh, rise and grind. And the thing is, it's like, okay, you're grinding, but you're grinding at like Chipotle. 
And I'm not shitting on Chipotle. I love Chipotle. I love Chipotle. But, you know, like, what is it? What else are you doing? It was like, oh, man, about to get that bread. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that's why that's why you and I have been talking about before about I know, the but importance someone, of a side business. Yeah, but someone's going to come up here and be like, you're white and you're a male. So, obvi- and your dad's a doctor and your mom. <laughs> yeah, but you don't even understand, like, the whole story here. Well, the what we were talking about before is having a side business because, you know, you have your – But they're going to come up you, and say I'm privileged. Regardless. They can do what they want. Um, the, the, the importance, the importance of having like the side business in having like a side cash flow is what the grind is. You know, if you – Yeah, but they don't somebody, have a grind. They just have yeah, a single grind. Exactly. They just have their predominant grind. And – you know, uh, Grant Cardone on his product, uh, it's like Grant, the, yeah. the Cardone zone, the Cardone, <laughs> the Cardone zone. zone. That's what he says. It sounds like, it sounds like, like a bad, like, uh, Italian place where you go and get like calzones too, <laughs> like <laughs> the, Cardone the Cardone zone where we get the calzones. But he, he talks about, because one of the guys he had on there, I think it was episode 250 of it. The guy has two jobs. He's working, you know, 80 plus hours a week on you know both of his jobs but he is trying to do the best that he can and try to incorporate that into his own business and that's honestly the important part of it is having a side business that you can honestly be the the rule of, of of eight where you have eight hours of sleep you have eight hours of work and you have eight hours of doing what you want where that's you know, you're trying to further yourself. If you're a violinist and you want to be an exceptional, exceptional violinist, right. you do that within that extra eight hour period. You get your eight hours of work in there, right. and then you get your sleep. But you have to have, you have to have something else. You can't just work and then sleep. You have to have family time. You have to have. Well, that's you know, that's what management. Well, yeah, but that's management. Yeah, like a lot of times where um, one of the things that I'd probably argue is that. Um, the other eight hours where you have sleep and then you yeah. have work gets taken up by school. Yeah. School is a big one. Um, if you want to go and hang out with your family, that's a big one, but a lot of people have broken families. Yeah. Um, uh, what's another one? People get in with the wrong crowd. They start wasting time in areas where they shouldn't be wasting it. I mean, if you're really serious about taking yourself up by your bootstraps, I mean, you're going to do it. Yeah. Individuals that are kind of like having a little flirtation with, with like put, picking themselves up, they're, they're going to like kind of flirt with the idea and like the for vain, sure. like for vanity's sake, they're going to be like, oh, well, I'm going to be on this entrepreneurial trend because it's a trend and look when the trend dry when the trend dies out because it will die out like everything does like yeah. this is an entrepreneurial trend right they're like on it they think they're cool they think there's something they buy the stupid like what are you wasting your money on supreme shit for <laughs> i don't know how many times i've seen this freaking these stupid ass entrepreneurs going and telling me that oh i'm an entrepreneur Be, and they have a louis vuitton belt on or like a like a Gucci thing, and then someone's going to go up and defend them and be like, "Well, that's how they spend their money." That's like, yeah, you know, that's because how they spend that's, their that's money, how they reward themselves. I'm sitting over here. It's like, where? Like, I ask them, "Where do you work?" And they're like, "Let's just use Chipotle as an example because we've already dogged on them." Or like freaking Whole Foods or wherever. All right, REI. I don't know some place that doesn't make a lot of money. They yeah. are working minimum wage, and then they're sitting over here and they're like, they're doing freaking they got the gold teeth they got the freaking supreme this they got the louis vuitton that they got the gucci this yeah and then i and then it's like what are you doing wasting your money 
Like the only reason why I have a pair of freaking Lucases, which cost me a thousand dollars, is because I know those boots are going to last me thirty years. Because right? you can you can go to a you can go to a cobbler. Yeah, and go to a cobbler little, and get them fixed. Full circle and uh, get yeah. them fixed. Yeah, but I mean the thing is, you have so many of these individuals that are buying useless shit. I mean yeah. it, that's what's annoying. Is it's like you're, and it's not even that it's annoying. It's just annoying to see. Yeah. Like for me, I try to keep it out of my life because it obviously gets me like stressed out. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't need that. Um, I make sure my circle is very lean. There's no fat on my circle. Yeah. Like my circle of friends is like very lean. So, but I see that and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Where is your management? Like they say, oh, I need to figure out a new way to budget and save. And I'm sitting over here. Have you ever tried budgeting and saving? Because there's literally... That's it. It's budgeting yeah. and saving. You write a list of all of the things that you need to buy. If they're necessities, yeah. you rule out what's not a necessity and you save the rest. Oh, well, I can't go and drink with my friends. Well, guess what? That's not a fucking necessity, is yeah. it? God, well, and, stupid. And, that, and that's one of the things too is you Common have you have, you have college kids that are going to, you know, they're obviously going to school and then they're working. You have kids that are, you know, pushing 30 some odd hours at a job. And yeah, they're at, working hard. They're working hard. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, they go, they spend all of their paycheck. Not, not all of them, but some do. Well, the ones that do party, the ones they go to and they spend their paycheck, the one that they just earned when, and then they have no money for food. They have no money for gas. And then you have people on the side like, Hey, you mind, you know, give me a couple bucks for gas, you know, so I can get to work. It's like, well, what'd you just spend your, your money on? (sighs) You spent it on booze, you spent it on weed and you spent it on other stuff. And that's the thing is that you just need to, uh, watch out for things like that and just have time management and then be able to uh, manage your money in a better way that's going to benefit you for the future. I would say that more importantly, other than just the money aspect, I would say that time is really important. Yeah, There's a lot of people that waste their time and I've been guilty of it in my life. Are you kidding me? Yeah. There's plenty of times where I've, I've found that I wasted time, but I always try and catch myself on it and I always try and put myself forward. Yeah. Like I always like, Dude, like, dude, honestly, I want to sit in a chair, eat some ice cream, and freaking watch Adventure Time. That's <laughs> what I want to do. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, because, like, I love that show. It was, like, my childhood, and it's, like, it's so trippy, and there's all these little nuances that I think is fun. It's just one of the fun cartoons that I just enjoy watching. Yeah. But I don't do it all the time. And very rarely do I ever do it. I actually just picked it up again. But most of the time, I'm always doing something. I'm filling my day with either schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm filling my day with either schoolwork or, um, what is it? Uh, work, um, doing stuff like this where I'm working with, you know, you, uh, we've already planned our week out because chance is actually going to be helping me go and work on my business, mm-hmm. uh, and the company that I'm trying to put forward. Um, so we'll setting some stone. Yep. We're going to be doing some cool stuff. We're actually going to be doing some construction. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, making sure that you but sure grind really hard in terms of what it is always keep yourself busy i would say i'm gonna just write a list instead of having to like get this out detailed like Mm -hmm. get every nook and cranny i'll say number one because i'm talking to the individual who's not stupid yeah i'm talking to the individual who's like like the person listening to this, that if you're the type learn. of individual who spends your shit on Louis Vuitton and you are like working a minimum wage job, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to think you're dumb and I'm sorry. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be nice to you because you're being stupid. All right. You deserve to be poor period. Okay. If you're that dumb, 
Okay, because I don't want an individual who's that stupid with a lot of money and a lot of power. Okay, because an individual like that is going to go and tear up a freaking industry or like ruin a state. Yeah. Or for Christ's sake, if you were you were king of a country and you listen to a bishop, okay, back in like what was it, the fifteen fifteen hundreds, and you listen uh-huh. to the bishop, and the bishop tells you that the cats are evil and you kill all the cats. Well, guess what? You just created the black plague because you're so stupid. <laughs> all the rats. That's literally what happened, right? King. Talk to a bishop, bishop king. Kill they're the like, cats. yeah, they're like, kill all the cats. They're demonic. And then all of a sudden, the proliferation, the proliferation of rats and fleas, and then black plague happens, kills like two thirds of the entire European I didn't population. Know that. I didn't know now that's you why know it that's why because of a stupid king and a stupid pope because of stupid religion. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Now coming back to the financial management aspect, yeah. if you're the type of individual who's smart, all right, manages your money, and you want to be upward mobile, you want to do good with your life. I would say number one, number one thing to do is first create a schedule, a hard schedule, figure out a schedule and start revolving around it. Now, mm-hmm. I run at, I get up at like 4.30 in the morning and I run, I like get in the car at five and then I start running at 5.30. That's what I do and I made it a habit. And the more, the longer I do that, the more that's a piece of my life, mm-hmm. okay? And it's so nice because I can wake up in the morning and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm going to run. You know, and, and it's so remarkable because there's a lot of people that don't have schedules and they live life kind of nebulously mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today. If they don't have work, you know, it's like, oh, I have work today. They know what they're doing. They're going yeah. to work. But then when they come home, they don't have, it's kind of nebulous. It gets, well, maybe yeah. I'll study. Maybe I won't. I can say that's what I do. Right. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say straight to you. I say, hey, go and put yourself on, on a more tight schedule when it comes to that sort of thing. Definitely agree because that's one of the problems that I have is I fall off on that because and another of other things. Th- and another thing, when it comes to your side hustle, there's a lot of people that go and talk to you about working hard. Yeah. Right? They're like, oh, man, I work so hard. I work so hard. It's like, yeah, well, okay, you could be working hard, but you're still stupid. You could work smarter and not harder. Okay? Mm-hmm. The individual who's pushing like a rock, okay, if he takes the time to go and chisel a rock and make it into a wheel or a ball or whatever, and it's a lot easier for him to push, he worked smarter not harder. Mm -hmm. He took more time to go and set himself up for a better future instead of doing the hard thing and just pushing the rock. And I'm sure you've seen that motivational poster where the guy like sits there and he makes a wheel while everyone else is pushing a cube. Uh Yeah, I'm sure you've seen that. It's real though. It's real. It's serious. If you don't do that and you don't figure it out and you're, and you're just sitting there kind of twiddling your thumbs and you're hoping life will take you somewhere and you're just working hard and you think that this sort of American mentality where if I work hard, I can achieve anything. No. No. It's not working hard you achieve anything. You have to work hard and work smart. You have to do both because in this day and age, you can't just work hard. Yeah. Okay? Like the freaking Carnegie's, Okay. Carnegie's, um, Rothschilds, all them, all those people who are like big old money, mm-hmm. they had individuals that are in the 1800s and 1700s that were working hard and smart back then. Yeah. Okay. Where they had the opportunity via education, mm-hmm. you know, because of whatever, because, you know, if you go all the way back because their ancestors were a better hunter. I don't know what mm-hmm. what caused them to get to the position that they were in, but through education, through their know-how, they were able to work smarter and make better decisions, and that those better decisions allowed them to make more money and to secure a better life for their family. So what I'm saying is work smarter, not harder. At least hold smartness, working smarter, 
over working harder. If you can do something, this is like, okay, let me, let me, let me make it very clear. Okay. Let me, let me go and, and illustrate a sort of, uh, concept. Okay. Let's say you are an individual that gets paid per hour, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You get paid per hour, right? Let's say you get paid 30 bucks an hour. That's pretty good. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. You get paid 30 bucks an hour, right? To do a job. That's your quote. Yeah. Now, if you're incredibly effective at your job and you cut down on the time that it takes for you to do the job because you've streamlined the process and you become mm -hmm. an expert at your job. Now, instead of taking five hours like you would when you were a dunderhead, mm -hmm. okay, and you get 30, you know, 30 bucks times five, okay, now you get it done in two hours. So now it's just 60 bucks, okay? You see how you've hurt yourself by doing things on an hourly basis because of your, your efficiency. Mm -hmm. So when you work smarter, you streamline the process. What you can do now is you have leverage. You mm -hmm. say to the person, instead of saying five hours, it'll take me five hours to do this. I can do it in two hours. And here's my quote. And you quote them larger than your and hourly. You, and you quote them larger than your hourly. Because people don't want hourly, because you've seen it. People drag on forever. Well, because they're wanting to get more, because but anyway, they're increasing the pay sure. because of that. But here's the thing. If you do yourself an hourly, okay, and you're an expert in your field, you're going to always lose. If you're an expert, if you've been doing it for a long time, you're going to lose if you do it hourly. You need to charge, quote, on a per job basis, okay? Some people don't think that way. This is just one aspect. This is just one aspect. An individual who's really, really good at it gets it done in an hour. It charges thirty bucks per hour. Mm. Okay, well, I can charge thirty bucks an hour and get the exact same thing done. Take five hours to do it, and I get like literally five times your pay because I was bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's literally rewarding shitty and sloppy workmen. Okay, when you do this whole hourly thing, mm -mm. it's all crap. Unless you're in like a service industry and you have to be there per hour mm -hmm. to do a simple medial task. And a lot of jobs, honestly, I think it's going to get phased out by automation, at least simple, simple tasks. Like, like groceries? Yeah, like groceries or moving things. Well, this is the difficulty with groceries. Like fine movements. Okay, even Elon Musk talked about this. There's a lot of fine movements. Like having like um, programming a, ro a robot to pick up something and then put it down or scan it or like pick up something in 3d space is very difficult mm -hmm. so we're not going to see it right now but we may see it in the next 50 years so there's going to be a lot of service jobs that are yeah. going to be taken out of commission because of that and there's going to be a lot of jobs that are like in medicine or in electrical i like honestly if someone's listening right now start learning how to code i'm serious learn how to code and learn how to do financial management i say the number one degree the number one degree to get in college finances Mm -hmm. If you can learn how to do finances, because finance is a habit, okay? And it's a damn good habit to have. If you can understand finances backwards and forwards, finances is literally the backbone of business. It is the backbone of your life. Mm -hmm. And another thing that you should really understand is psychology. You have to deal with these damn humans all the time, mm -hmm. so why not be good at it, okay? So that's those are my keys to life, is understand finances because it's the currency that we all use. Mm -hmm. It's how we exchange goods. And understand psychology so you can understand how to talk to people and how to, you know, deliberate and how to, you know, articulate, argue, uh, how to have a full-on conversation, how to be charismatic, mm -hmm. how to be a good person, 
how to just understand empathetically where they're coming from, you know, understand that. And then what else would I say? And then understand other things like understand the roots of chemistry, understand the roots of biology, because the world and physics, the world that you live in and understand the roots of mathematics. This is one of the reasons why they're core principles is because they're literally the things that make up the world that you live in. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know why, um, like if you don't know why the sky is blue or you don't know why trees are the way trees are, or do you don't know why trees are green or well, not trees, but their leaves are green, mm -hmm. then there's, you're losing your, if you're a truly curious person, you're losing out. You're missing a whole lot. Like I walk out in the morning and I look at the clouds and I can identify each and every single type of cloud that's in the sky. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been actually, I've been telling you about this. I've been identifying, like I've been learning the, the botany. So and you see like little plants and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like, for instance, I can identify bull, uh, buffalo grass now. And also the sombrero. The oh yeah. The, the, uh, the sombrero, uh, little, um, what did you call them? You call them the witch's hats? Yeah. The sombrero hats. Yeah. So there's the little plants. So there's a witch's hats mushroom and then there's a sombrero hat, little, uh, flower that mm -hmm. you were telling me about. I need to go and look it up so I can know the actual name. You know, I can identify oak now. I can identify sumac. I can identify, you know, uh, it's called buckeye. I can identify the crepe myrtle that's yeah. literally everywhere. Um, you know, and it's just so much nicer. Like, and when I go up at night, I can look up and I can see like Scorpio, Libra. I can see Lyra. I can see Pegasus. I can see a Cassiopeia. I can see, you know, Cancer. I can see Saturn and Mars. It's so nice because the world is just so much richer now. And I think that we've a lot of maybe my generation, uh, maybe even the generation prior, I don't know. I think just some, there's a lot of humans in general that have become uh -huh. very complacent with not knowing things. Being complacent with technology. Yeah. And being complacent with things like technology and really not getting out there and experiencing things anymore. It's a, it's a big shame. I try and translate all everything that I know from like YouTube or everything that I've learned from Wikipedia or everything that I've read in books, Yeah, everything that I've read in books or talked to people about, I always try and translate that over into my experiences and, and how I experience life because I'm here to enjoy life. I got one round, yeah. you know what I mean? I got one round, no respawn. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the Hindus are right or, or the, uh, that certain sect of Buddhism. Level two. Oh yeah. Go to level two. That'd be wild. But, Oof. but, um, yeah, I just try and, you know, and that's the same thing when it came to my career and why I wanted to be an entrepreneur yeah. and why I wanted to go into medicine is because I just wanted to fill up my life and make it as full as possible. I given myself all these outs. That's why I chose psychology. I could be a psychologist. I could be a PhD in psychology. Oh, I could be a psychiatrist and be, have an MD, or I could just stay at a master's degree mm. and be a normal master's degree psychologist and then have a business on the side, you know, or maybe I, you know, maybe I have a really awesome business and then I throw away my psychology. Who knows? I have no clue what happens, but I gave myself as many options as possible so that if life threw me a curveball, I'd be able to, you know, react. So. You just have as many options, which, and that's the thing that, again, that we've talked about is the, uh, having the curiosity of a kid. Yeah. You got to have the curiosity of a kid. So, so yeah. we're at 29 minutes now. We're at, we're at, well, at the end of our 30 minute other section. You can, so you want to say any final minutes to the final things to the 
cute people at home. And well, yes, my friend, this I, is this is your you're always part. beautiful. This is your part. Shout out your uh, Instagram. I got to shout out my Instagram. Heck yeah, man, you get to do all that. This is oh this my is your god. Part. Okay, well, there's 30 seconds on the clock. I'll shout out it. my Instagram and all that stuff. My name is Mark Summers, the good-looking guy on Instagram. <laughs> it's at Mark M Summers uh, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, just follow me. Send me a message. If you ever need someone to talk to, I'm always a message away. I always let everyone know that. And yeah, if you you know, want to talk to me about something specific, just shoot me a message. Yeah, I love this guy, Chance. Make sure you subscribe and follow this guy. He's amazing. Heck yeah, I appreciate it. And by the way, so we have much. a run because we, we got to train for that Iron Man, bud. Oh, that's a secret. Oh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> Thank y'all again so much for tuning into this podcast. It's some of the things that you know we talked about are uh, a lot different than what you are used to hearing on a day-to-day podcast. Um, if y'all have any questions on any, any of these things, hit Mark up on the lovely, lovely, lovely Instagram. And also to shout out, shout out to my Instagram, at Chance Lesturgeon, and uh, my other Instagram, at Swegtrees. If you like this podcast, awesome. Give it a little five star on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the other podcast apps that you have. And if you didn't like it, also give it a five star because that would really help. And if you didn't like it, man, I appreciate you because all the haters that don't like it and that rate me three stars, you make me want to do it even more and more aggressively. <laughs> exactly. You have to be spiteful with that because I got a I got a three star rating. And it was one three-star rating. It was one three-star rating. And I saw We're it and not I was even like, talk about the three-star no, rating. No, it, I it, but it, see it, it. it's, I see it and I'm like, heck yeah, I'm doing something right because somebody just wants to mess with me. And that's the that, thing. You know, you know, it gets more, uh, you know, what uh, YouTube's algorithm huh. stuff that gets like angry and like tons of comments. If you post something super controversial in YouTube, yeah, it literally sends it to the top of the page because people are commenting on it so oh. much. So if you're getting three stars, if like people are sending you one stars for how shit you are, it's actually good because you're getting tons of engagement. Oh. It's actually good. So hey, I didn't know how that works. To the individual who sent him the three star, good job. Thanks. Shout you're, it out. You're giving some engagement here. I appreciate you because you made me notice you. I noticed you, Senpai. So... All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much, and I hope y'all have an absolutely wonderful day. This is Chance and Mark signing out. Woo! Latest. Good afternoon. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Chance coming into you on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon. Um, definitely a little late on releasing this podcast, but I thought I'd do it a little differently today. Um, I'm on my way to practice currently uh, at my Muay Thai gym in San Antonio, and I thought I'd give a little motivation for the day as today's episode. Um, something that, that's come to my attention as of recent is the importance of self-appreciation as well as self-fortitude. And what I mean by self-fortitude is, you know, one thing that's bothered me a lot from when I was in middle school, high school, and up until recently through my college years, was that I have not had a very bountiful relationship with, like, a partner or anything, in which, you know, 
I could experiment sexually. I, you know, I'd be able to build a relationship with somebody that I can connect with and have something platonic as well as a uh, relationship relationship. And something that's recently come to my attention is the importance of, like I said, self-fortitude and self-appreciation. Now, the one thing that is very, very important is your understanding of yourself. I've said this a lot in previous episodes, but it's very, very important to look at yourself as a work in progress. If you do not... If you do not see yourself as like a work in progress and you are always failing and you're constantly trying to be perfect, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And something that I've learned today is I've been searching for relationships relentlessly and postponing a lot of good opportunities in my life just in order to find something that is physically satisfying versus growing mentally as well as physically your limits. You know, if you were to be reading at least a book a month, that's better than somebody who does none. Now you may be saying, Chance, that's a really weird analogy. Anybody can tell that somebody who's reading one more book is doing better than someone who does none. Granted, but when you desire to do better and when you desire to achieve more, you get caught up in these little puzzles that your mind puts on. You will constantly doubt yourself, self-deprecate, as well as just, you know, have bad days. But something that I've found out and I haven't really reached out to too many people about is that you have to put your goals and your dreams more in place. And again, they're extremely important and you should put them make them your first choice in everything than relationships. Now, I'm not saying that friendships and all these other things are not important. They're definitely important to have somebody to bounce ideas off of, to talk to, to just genuinely have a different opinion than your already uh, biased mind. But if somebody is being a negative influence on your life, it's time for you to make the choice in whether you're going to allow them to drag you down as you pursue your career or you're going to uplift your own life in a manner that is positive for you. I don't know if any of you lovely individuals have ever heard of the crabs in a barrel analogy where you put one crab in a barrel and it'll sit there and it'll try and get out and it'll it'll get out, you know? One crab can get out of that barrel in a jiffy. Versus when you put two crabs in a barrel, 
one crab will try and get out and the other crab will pull that crab down because it doesn't want to be alone. It doesn't want to see this one of its counterparts is doing better than itself. And that's a lot like what people do. When you're going 100% and everybody else is going 50, a lot of people are not going to enjoy seeing you be successful. So you have to realize that and look at things from a very pure perspective. You can't get mad at people because they're jealous. You know, they're jealous of your success, they're jealous of how good looking you are, and they're jealous that you have a positive view of yourself. And people do dirty things whenever they're jealous. To bring this kind of back to the original topic, you can't rely on other people to make you feel better about yourself. You can't rely on other people to make your dreams come true or push your dreams farther than they've ever gone. Granted, you can have somebody who is going to push you out of your comfort zone because they are a polar opposite to your personality. That would work. But you cannot expect this person to complete your dreams for you and then you get all the credit. That's lazy. And that's something that I'm battling with because for a very long time, I've always thought that my problems, my beliefs, as well as my self-image issues would be fixed once I found a relationship with a attractive woman who was headstrong as well as driven. Now, that's a great idea. Like, oh, find a headstrong, driven, intelligent individual to surround yourself with so that it can rub off on you and you can benefit from that mentally and physically. That works. But if you are a non-headstrong, unintelligent, unmotivated person, the person that you just described, the intelligent one, is not going to want to be around you. Because, like I said, a headstrong individual is not going to be or want to be surrounded by somebody who is not driven or is not headstrong or is not um, intelligent. They find that it removes oxygen from their lungs. You, you, take, you take precious brain power away from them because you are... For one, not motivated, you just kind of lays around, you don't enjoy pursuing or moving forward. It's a bore to individuals who have higher expectations and goals. So if you were expecting to have somebody of this high class change you for the positive or change you for the better, then you're sadly mistaken, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. And the, the funny thing is, whenever there's a topic on this podcast that I'm talking about or relating to with another uh, guest or individual who I have on here, it's usually something that I'm dealing with. And funny, funny enough, 
I still kind of think that way that an individual, some heaven sent woman is going to change the way I see things and change my life and, you know, make me do the better. But that's never going to happen. The, the thing that you have to, have to do is develop that yourself. Like you can be 75 to 80% developed and find somebody who helps you learn to get that 100% developed. But you are not going to find somebody who is 80% developed and you are 20%. Because if you're 20%, they're going to bring you up, but you are going to bring them down. Sorry, that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, if you're feeling this way, you're not the only one. Something that I still deal with and I'm working on because I still have self-image issues. One thing that a lot of people don't understand is that no matter how successful, how attractive, how intelligent, or just how driven an individual is, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily happy with who they are. This type of thing is derived from childhood traumas or um, toxic friends that put needles and pins into a person's personality only to make them fall back down to their level because they knew, they knew that they were better or were going to be better and they became jealous. So think of this, no matter what, no matter where, no matter when, and no matter how a person looks, you sure as hell can't judge a book by its cover because some of the most happiest looking people, driven, as well as most attractive people I've met, have been the most depressed. So, have fun, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy people. Spread some love. Because we're in a world that love is not spread voluntarily. You remember when you were a kid and your mom would be like, hey, apologize. And you would reluctantly apologize and it would sound very fake and sarcastic and not genuine. That's kind of how the world is we, we show fake happiness fake gratitude and fake genuinity let's change the world by trying to do better this is something that I need to work on Let, let's, let's be genuinely happy with the people that we're surrounded by and if we're not make a change find something new if you think that smoking weed is not going to benefit you in your life, okay, great. Cut it out. Drinking, cut it out if you need to. Toxic friends, cut it out if you need to. And sure, cut out a toxic work environment. This is not going to bring you anywhere, nor nothing but pain. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this podcast. I thought I'd just give you all a quick little fun one today. I know that a lot of people are busy and that... A lot of people don't have enough time to listen to a full hour, but next week I'm going to be having two surprise individuals on the podcast, two very self-motivated individuals who I like to call my friends. 
One goes to UT and he is pursuing a business degree. And the other one is a self-made entrepreneur and YouTuber out of Bernie, Texas. So y'all tune in next Wednesday and see for yourself. If you enjoy it, please subscribe to the podcast. Give me five stars. Tune in to my Snapchat or my Instagram and or, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Instagram at Chance, L-E-S-T-O-U-R-G-E-O-N. And my Snapchat will be at S-I-R-M-I-S-T-E-R-E-V-A-N. Thank y'all and have an absolutely wonderful day. Spread some love and I'll see y'all next week at about Wednesday this time. Later. Good afternoon, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Chance coming into you on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon. Um, Definitely a little late on releasing this podcast, but I thought I'd do it a little differently today. Um, I'm on my way to practice currently uh, at my Muay Thai gym in San Antonio, and I thought I'd give a little motivation for the day as today's episode. Um, Something that's come to my attention as of recent is the importance of self-appreciation as well as self-fortitude. And what I mean by self-fortitude is, you know, one thing that's bothered me a lot from when I was in middle school, high school, and up until recently through my college years was that I have not had a very bountiful relationship with like a partner or anything in which, you know, I could experiment sexually, I've, you know, I'd be able to build a relationship with somebody that I can connect with and have something platonic as well as a uh, relationship relationship. And something that's recently come to my attention is the importance of, like I said, self-fortitude and self-appreciation. Now, the one thing that is very, very important is your understanding of yourself. I've said this a lot in previous episodes, but... It's very, very important to look at yourself as a work in progress. If you do not, if you do not see yourself as like a work in progress and you are always failing and you're constantly trying to be perfect, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And something that I've learned today is I've been searching for relationships relentlessly and postponing a lot of good opportunities in my life just in order to find something that is physically satisfying versus growing mentally as well as physically your limits. You know, if you were to be reading at least a book a month. That's better than somebody who does none. Now you may be saying, Chance, that's a really weird analogy. 
anybody can tell that somebody who's reading one more book is doing better than someone who does none. Granted, but when you desire to do better and when you desire to achieve more, you get caught up in these little puzzles that your mind puts on. You will constantly doubt yourself, self-deprecate, as well as just, you know, have bad days. But something that I've found out and I haven't really reached out to too many people about is that you have to put your goals and your dreams more in place and again they're extremely important and you should put them make them your first choice in everything than relationships now I'm not saying that friendships and all these other things are not important they're definitely important to have somebody to bounce ideas off of to talk to to just genuinely have a different opinion than your already uh, biased mind but if somebody is being a negative influence on your life, it's time for you to make the choice in whether you're going to allow them to drag you down as you pursue your career or you're going to uplift your own life in a manner that is positive for you. I don't know if any of you lovely individuals have ever heard of the crabs in a barrel analogy where you put one crab in a barrel and it'll sit there and it'll try and get out and it'll it'll get out you know one crab can get out of that barrel in a jiffy versus when you put two crabs in a barrel one crab will try and get out and the other crab will pull that crab down because it doesn't want to be alone it doesn't want to see this one of its counterparts is doing better than itself. And that's a lot like what people do. When you're going 100% and everybody else is going 50, a lot of people are not going to enjoy seeing you be successful. So you have to realize that and look at things from a very pure perspective. You can't get mad at people because they're jealous. You know, they're jealous of your success. They're jealous of how good looking you are. And they're jealous that you have a positive view of yourself. And people do dirty things whenever they're jealous. To bring this kind of back to the original topic, you can't rely on other people to make you feel better about yourself. You can't rely on other people to make your dreams come true or push your dreams farther than they've ever gone. Granted, you can have somebody who is going to push you out of your comfort zone because they are a polar opposite to your personality. That would work. But you cannot expect this person to complete your dreams for you and then you get all the credit. That's lazy. And that's something that I'm battling with because 
for a very long time, I've always thought that my problems, my beliefs, as well as my self-image issues would be fixed once I found a relationship with a attractive woman who was headstrong as well as driven. Now, that's a great idea. Like, oh, find a headstrong, driven, intelligent individual to surround yourself with so that it can rub off on you and you can benefit from that mentally and physically. That works. But if you are a non-headstrong, unintelligent, unmotivated person, the person that you just described, the intelligent one, is not going to want to be around you. Because like I said, a headstrong individual is not going to be or want to be surrounded by somebody who is not driven or is not headstrong or is not um, intelligent. They find that it removes oxygen from their lungs. You, you You take precious brain power away from them because you are... For one, not motivated, you just kind of laze around, you don't enjoy pursuing or moving forward. It's a bore to individuals who have higher expectations and goals. So, if you were expecting to have somebody of this high class change you for the positive or change you for the better, then you're sadly mistaken, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. And the, the funny thing is, whenever there's a topic on this podcast that I'm talking about or relating to with another uh, guest or individual who I have on here, it's usually something that I'm dealing with. And funny, funny enough, I still kind of think that way that an individual, some heaven-sent woman is going to change the way I see things and change my life and it'll make me do the better but that's never going to happen the the thing that you have to have to do is develop that yourself like you can be 75 to 80% developed and find somebody who helps you learn to get that 100% developed but you are not going to find somebody who is 80% developed and you are 20% because if you're 20% they're going to bring you up, but you are going to bring them down. Sorry, that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, it, if you're feeling this way, you're not the only one. Something that I still deal with and I'm working on because I still have self-image issues. One thing that a lot of people don't understand is that no matter how successful, how attractive, how intelligent, or just how driven an individual is, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily happy with who they are. This type of thing is derived from childhood traumas or um, toxic friends that put needles and pins into a person's personality only to make them fall back down to their level because they knew they knew that they were better or were going to be better and they became jealous 
So think of this. No matter what, no matter where, no matter when, and no matter how a person looks, you sure as hell can't judge a book by its cover because some of the most happiest looking people, driven, as well as most attractive people I've met, have been the most depressed. So, have fun ladies and gentlemen, enjoy people, spread some love, because we're in a world that love is not spread voluntarily. You remember when you were a kid and your mom would be like, hey, apologize, and you would reluctantly apologize and it would sound very fake and sarcastic and not genuine. That's kind of how the world is. We, we show fake happiness, fake gratitude, and fake genuinity. Let's change the world by trying to do better. This is something that I need to work on. Let, let's, let's be genuinely happy with the people that we're surrounded by. And if we're not, make a change. Find something new. If you think that smoking weed is not going to benefit you in your life, okay, great. Cut it out. Drinking, cut it out if you need to. Toxic friends, cut it out if you need to. And sure, cut out a toxic work environment that's just not going to bring you anywhere nor nothing but pain. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this podcast. I thought I'd just give y'all a quick little fun one today. I know that a lot of people are busy and that... A lot of people don't have enough time to listen to a full hour, but next week I'm going to be having two surprise individuals on the podcast, two very self-motivated individuals who I like to call my friends. One goes to UT and he is pursuing a business degree and the other one is a self-made entrepreneur and YouTuber out of Bernie, Texas. So... Y'all tune in next Wednesday and see for yourself. If you enjoy it, please subscribe to the podcast. Give me five stars. Tune in to my Snapchat or my Instagram and or, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Instagram at Chance, L-E-S-T-O-U-R-G-E-O-N. And my Snapchat will be at S-I-R-M-I-S-T-E-R-E-V-A-N. Thank y'all and have an absolutely wonderful day. Spread some love and I'll see y'all next week at about Wednesday this time. Later. Good afternoon, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Chance coming into you on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon. Um, Definitely a little late on releasing this podcast, but I thought I'd do it a little differently today. Um, I'm on my way to practice currently. Uh, at my Muay Thai gym in San Antonio and I thought I'd give a little motivation for the day as today's episode Um, something that's come to my attention as of recent is the importance of self-appreciation as well as self-fortitude and what I mean by self-fortitude is you know One thing that's bothered me a lot 
from when I was in middle school, high school, and up until recently through my college years was that I have not had a very bountiful relationship with like a partner or anything in which, you know, I could experiment sexually. I, you know, I'd be able to build a relationship with somebody that I can connect with and have something platonic as well as a uh, relationship relationship. And something that's recently come to my attention is the importance of, like I said, self-fortitude and self-appreciation. Now, the one thing that is very, very important is your understanding of yourself. I've said this a lot in previous episodes, but it's very, very important to look at yourself as a work in progress. If you do not... If you do not see yourself as like a work in progress and you are always failing and you're constantly trying to be perfect, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And something that I've learned today is I've been searching for relationships relentlessly and postponing a lot of good opportunities in my life just in order to find something that is physically satisfying versus growing mentally as well as physically your limits. You know, if you were to be reading at least a book a month, that's better than somebody who does none. Now you may be saying, Chance, that's a really weird analogy. Anybody can tell that somebody who's reading one more book is doing better than someone who does none. Granted, but when you desire to do better and when you desire to achieve more, you get caught up in these little puzzles that your mind puts on. You will constantly doubt yourself, self-deprecate, as well as just, you know, have bad days. But something that I've found out and I haven't really reached out to too many people about is that you have to put your goals and your dreams more in place and again they're extremely important and you should put them make them your first choice in everything than relationships now I'm not saying that friendships and all these other things are not important they're definitely important to have somebody to bounce ideas off of to talk to to just genuinely have a different opinion than your already uh, biased mind. But if somebody is being a negative influence on your life, it's time for you to make the choice in whether you're going to allow them to drag you down as you pursue your career or you're going to uplift your own life in a manner that is positive for you. I don't know if any of 
you lovely individuals have ever heard of the crabs in a barrel analogy where you put one crab in a barrel and it'll sit there and it'll try and get out and it'll it'll get out you know one crab can get out of that barrel in a jiffy versus when you put two crabs in a barrel one crab will try and get out and the other crab will pull that crab down because it doesn't want to be alone. It doesn't want to see this one of its counterparts is doing better than itself. And that's a lot like what people do. When you're going 100% and everybody else is going 50, a lot of people are not going to enjoy seeing you be successful. So you have to realize that and look at things from a very pure perspective. You can't get mad at people because they're jealous. You know, they're jealous of your success, they're jealous of how good looking you are, and they're jealous that you have a positive view of yourself. And people do dirty things whenever they're jealous. To bring this kind of back to the original topic, you can't rely on other people to make you feel better about yourself. You can't rely on other people to make your dreams come true or push your dreams farther than they've ever gone. Granted, you can have somebody who is going to push you out of your comfort zone because they are a polar opposite to your personality. That would work. But you cannot expect this person to complete your dreams for you and then you get all the credit. That's lazy. And that's something that I'm battling with because for a very long time, I've always thought that my problems, my beliefs, as well as my self-image issues would be fixed once I found a relationship with an attractive woman who was headstrong as well as driven. Now, that's a great idea. Like, oh, find a headstrong, driven, intelligent individual to surround yourself with so that it can rub off on you and you can benefit from that mentally and physically. That works. But if you are a non-headstrong, unintelligent, unmotivated person, the person that you just described, the intelligent one, is not going to want to be around you because, like I said, a headstrong individual is not going to be or want to be surrounded by somebody who is not driven or is not headstrong or is not um, intelligent. They find that it removes oxygen from their lungs. You you take you take precious brain power away from them because you are for one not motivated you just kind of lays around you don't enjoy pursuing or moving forward it's a bore to individuals who have higher expectations and goals so if you were expecting to have somebody of this high class change you for the positive or change you for the better, then you're sadly mistaken, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. 
And the, the funny thing is, whenever there's a topic on this podcast that I'm talking about or relating to with another uh, guest or individual who I have on here, it's usually something that I'm dealing with. And funny, funny enough, I still kind of think that way that an individual, some heaven-sent woman is going to change the way I see things and change my life and you know make me do the better. But that's never going to happen. The, the thing that you have to, have to do is develop that yourself. Like you can be 75 to 80% developed and find somebody who helps you learn to get that 100% developed. But you are not going to find somebody who is 80% developed and you are 20%. Because if you're 20%, they're going to bring you up, but you are going to bring them down. Sorry, that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, if you're feeling this way, you're not the only one. Something that I still deal with and I'm working on because I still have self-image issues. One thing that a lot of people don't understand is that no matter how successful, how attractive, how intelligent, or just how driven an individual is, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily happy with who they are. This type of thing is derived from childhood traumas or um, toxic friends that put needles and pins into a person's personality only to make them fall back down to their level because they knew they knew that they were better or were going to be better and they became jealous so think of this no matter what no matter where no matter when and no matter how a person looks You sure as hell can't judge a book by its cover because some of the most happiest looking people, driven, as well as most attractive people I've met, have been the most depressed. So, have fun ladies and gentlemen, enjoy people, spread some love, because we're in a world that love is not spread voluntarily. You remember when you were a kid and your mom would be like, hey, apologize. And you would reluctantly apologize and it would sound very fake and sarcastic and not genuine. That's kind of how the world is. We, we show fake happiness, fake gratitude, and fake genuinity. Let's change the world by trying to do better. This is something that I need to work on. Let, let's, let's be genuinely happy with the people that we're surrounded by. And if we're not, make a change. Find something new. If you think that smoking weed is not going to benefit you in your life, okay, great. Cut it out. Drinking, cut it out if you need to. Toxic friends, cut it out if you need to. And sure, cut out a toxic work environment that's just not going to bring you anywhere nor nothing but pain. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this podcast. I thought I'd just give y'all a quick little 
fun one today. I know that a lot of people are busy and that a lot of people don't have enough time to listen to a full hour, but next week I'm going to be having two surprise individuals on the podcast, two very self-motivated individuals who I like to call my friends. One goes to UT and he is pursuing a business degree and the other one is a self-made entrepreneur and YouTuber out of Bernie, Texas. So y'all tune in next Wednesday and see for yourself. If you enjoy it, please subscribe to the podcast. Give me five stars. Tune in to my Snapchat or my Instagram and or, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Instagram at Chance, L-E-S-T-O-U-R-G-E-O-N. And my Snapchat will be at S-I-R-M-I-S-T-E-R-E-V-A-N. Thank y'all and have an absolutely wonderful day. Spread some love and I'll see y'all next week at about Wednesday this time. Later.